0: Hi, True Crime Family. I'm K-Mac. And I'm The Answer. And this is Bad Human. Before we get started, exciting, we have another review to read.
1: Mm, can't wait. And
0: then we'll get to it. I know I just published an episode on Friday about this case. So much has happened even between Friday and today. We are bringing you Daryl Brooks part two, and it is a fucking train wreck. So get ready. Before we go there, first want to read a review. Again, thank you so much to all of you who have taken the time to leave reviews, give your feedback. We've got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of great feedback on how to make things better, which we really appreciate. We started this three weeks ago today. And the original goal was 100 downloads in the first 2 weeks. Currently right now, we are at 1367, 1367 downloads in 3 weeks, which is amazing and is very humbling. It's so awesome. your support is so appreciated.
1: We thank you very much.
0: We do. And we also thank Brian Jamaica Beach who posted, "Get ready for spit takes." <clears throat> Have you ever had couple friends who were just hilarious where you could sit on their patio and drink wine and listen to them tell these far out stories in a way only they could well if you want that experience without having to pick out a casual sweater and bring the polite cheese tray this is definitely the podcast for you
1: i would still like the cheese tray
0: and i would like the wine <laughs> fair enough so thank you brian jamaica beach send us an email at badhumanpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and we'll connect and make sure you get your free hoodie.
1: Some bad human swag. Because we are
0: the Oprah of true crime. Everyone gets a hoodie. You get a hoodie. You get a hoodie. Leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. And if we read your review, you will win yourself a free hoodie.
1: And they are amazing and comfortable. You'll love them. Even if you're in Jamaica. They'll be.
0: Jamaica Beach. I think that's actually near Galveston in Texas. Oh, not Jamaica. Oh, but that'd be great. We love our international listeners. Yeah, I mean, we
1: do. We have a few from England and Norway. I was very
0: excited to see that. Yeah, we have the UK, Australia, New Zealand, um, a lot of different uh, places outside of Appleton, Wisconsin, where all of our friends have been so nice to (laughs) play along.
1: (laughs) True crime has no boundaries.
0: This is a fast follow up to Friday's published episode about Daryl Brooks Jr. Horrible human. A reminder, he is accused of killing six people and injuring dozens at the 2021 Waukesha Christmas Parade. Brooks allegedly, I say allegedly because the fucker hasn't been found guilty yet, drove an SUV, innocent until proven guilty. He allegedly drove an SUV through the entirety of this parade route, striking many people on foot along the way. He made the super wise choice to represent himself on September 28th when the oh. trial started on October 3rd for jury selection, and he, he said he wasn't worried. He's got this under control. To be fair. Oh, things are- would it are, be fair
1: to say? I'm things
0: sorry. are not in control.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: We'll post this on our Instagram page, but I saw a, a bingo board today on Twitter. Oh, boy. That was all of the things that he has said, and I won't read all of them, but- a few that I think are funny are, would it be fair to say?
1: Yep, that's number one I, in my book.
0: I don't consent to being called that name. <laughs> Do you know the plaintiff? Because, again, he thinks yep. that this case is bullshit because, A, he's a sovereign citizen, so he's above the law. <laughs> Two, he keeps asking about subject matter jurisdiction because he claims that the court that he is in right now does not have jurisdiction over him. And then three, he says that his constitutional right to confront his accuser has been violated because the state of Wisconsin is an entity, not a person.
1: I was... That'd be great. Your Honor, for drunk driving, I am not a sovereign citizen, so you cannot tell me that I was driving drunk.
0: My favorite also is now he started just fake reading the Bible, which we'll get to that today. Is it upside down? No, but I think he has yet to turn a page, and he read it for like 20 minutes today, supposedly. It's like upside down. Even the judge was like, You have not turned a page in 20 minutes. You're not reading the Bible. I will say I listened back to my last episode on this and I tried to maintain some sort of objectivity. Fuck this guy. I'm, done. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over yeah. it. After today, especially and just the circus that this has been and the victim family is having to relive this and mm-hmm. have this, him making such a mockery of this judicial system and his loved one's memories. It's pretty disgusting.
1: Shout out to the judge. Well she has been very patient.
0: We'll get to that too, because I was watching some different um YouTube channels of like lawyers that are mm-hmm. giving their assessment of how the judge is doing. Everyone agrees she's a saint for the patience. <laughs> some think she may actually be maybe two kid gloves with him. But literally every five seconds if he's not breathing or bitching, he's trying to get a mistrial. Yep. So she has to be very careful and meticulous. So I give her a lot of credit. I'm also not a, a judge, so
1: Well We saw Friday as they were closing shop, he was, like, talking horribly towards the judge.
0: So we're going back to Friday morning. Okay. Friday morning, he was back at it playing, I want to be a lawyer when I grow up, and had multiple witnesses that he called. There were a few in the morning, and it's really hard to understand what even his defense is, because he never gave an opening statement And then, when it was his turn to start calling his witnesses, he gave this fucking sob story. There's two sides to every story, and you need to hear my side, but like he has yet to like actually say what happened.
1: You I watch one ideas. episode of Law and Order. He I must have, have watched the one that didn't have an opening statement, so that's why he forgot to do he it. He
0: ain't no Horatio Kane, that's for sure. There, I have some theories about what he's trying to do, but we'll get to that again um, as we cover this. I'm probably also talking really fast and taking deep breaths because I'm very passionate about this. Yeah, <laughs> see, with, so. this,
1: with this one, you know, most cases, I well, what, 95% of the cases you brought to me, I know nothing about. This has been on our TVs as soon as I get home from work, and I've been I'm seeing everything. I'm on conference
0: everything. calls, and I'm, like, having it on my phone mm-hmm. I'm watching, like,
1: she did. When I got home, it was on her phone. I was like, why is it not on TV? She's like, shh.
0: I've started objecting during meetings that have nothing to do with the crime. I'm literally in marketing.
1: So, like, What I, do you
0: think about this plan? I object.
1: It's overruled. <laughs> overruled. I knew that was coming. Overruled. I knew that was coming.
0: On Friday, Brooks called his ex-girlfriend, Erica, who had been also a witness for the prosecution. She was also the individual who he had, had that domestic dispute with earlier in the day.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that he claims that he was driving away from and accidentally somehow ended up in a parade route, driving a mile, knocking humans like pinballs out of the way, bowling pins.
1: This is where Siri brought me.
0: He was basically just harassing her. It was clear. he, He kept just asking the same questions that the prosecution did, which you can't really do that. Like, you know, there's parameters around what you're allowed to ask if it's already been asked and answered. Where shit went left is when he started to come at her about her parenting. Before we go into this, it's important to keep in mind that for his own protection, the judge was very specific about what could and could not be let in based on his record and behavior before Mm -hmm. the date of the incident. Oh, absolutely. The judge has prohibited, it's called other acts evidence, which again is meant to try to stop any sort of prejudice and just really keep the jury focused on his behavior this incident. Brooks starts coming to Erica asking, well... Do your kids live with you? Why don't your kids live with you? Very clear he's trying to make her look like a shitty mom. Which, even if she is, it has nothing to do with her credibility as a witness in this case. He's being a dickhead. That's exactly what he's trying to deflect. It's just deflect, deflect.
1: And Gaslight, is that one? Gaslight,
0: yeah. Hey, I got one. New, fr- new term. See, from watching Bravo with me from Real Housewives, now you've picked up
1: Keep that down.
0: gaslighting and didn't, what's your other one, ratchet? Yeah, Is you're
1: that... so ratchet.
0: <laughs> Things went left when Brooks attempted to show her some photographs that he claims that she had mailed to him in jail after the incident on the 21st. He started the line of questioning with asking her, have you been in contact with the, and everything's always the alleged defendant. Mm-hmm. Since the incident, she said no. He just pulls these two photos like off his desk. Well, didn't you mail these to me? And immediately the judge is like, "Okay, time out for a couple reasons. (laughs) First, there's like there's procedure. Yeah, you can't just walk into court and be like, I dubbed the evidence. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah, you
1: have to you have to admit it. You have
0: to during the discovery process turn everything over. I've learned a lot during this trial.
1: Well, I just knew that from my cousin Vinny that you you get everybody (laughs) you get the you get their evidence that they're gonna give
0: correct. That's the discovery process. Woo!
1: (laughs) Thank you, Joe Pesci. You're
0: already a better lawyer than Daryl Brooks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My cousin Vinny. So you have to turn everything over during um, the discovery process to to the other side. Just because you include it, though, doesn't mean that you're going to use it, mm-hmm. but it means that it can be introduced as evidence during the case. Yep. Earlier, <laughs> I, I strongly encourage everyone to to watch this if you need just to be reminded that not everybody uh, goes to the top floor.
1: I was going to say, if you need a good laugh.
0: Well, his rap video. What had, happened, Wait, what? what had happened the day before, I believe it was Thursday, maybe it could have been Friday morning. I apologize. I should know this. All the days are blurring together. (laughs) He had been grilling um, a detective about how there there had been this photo introduced into evidence by the prosecution. It was the back of Darrell Brooks' head and another gentleman in front of the Ford escape. He kept asking the detective, well, how do you know that's me? You can't see the front of my face. And the detective, (laughs) detective was, I saw the whole video. I know it's you. This specific photo is, yes, the back of your head, but I can promise you I've seen the whole video. I know it's you. I pulled it off your social media, and it's your (laughs) half-assed rap video. He, of course, loses his shit, and he's like, oh, you're a liar. You can't prove that's me. Da-da-da, fuck you. So the prosecution, when they got to (laughs) to, uh, cross-examine, played the rap video. Of course, Brooks is... (laughs) And they played it without audio, which was smart by the judge because the content of the song is not kid-friendly. Mm. It would be very prejudicial for him, against him, if the jury had heard the lyrics of the music. It's about making money, bitches, hoes. Oh, standard. Screw the police. Like, you know, Just like everything that, regardless of what you believe, it, it could have created prejudice. Yeah. So the judge was like, you can show the video with no sound. Brooks lost his ever-loving mind. They they can't just all of a sudden have this video, and they can't just all of a sudden. What he didn't understand, or he, I think he did understand. I think he's playing a really... Yeah, I think he's
1: trying to play dumb in some, yeah, spot, in some parts.
0: What he he claims is that they, they just brought this like out of their fucking ass. like All of a sudden, this... <laughs> You know this DA. Exhibit A, out of my DA pocket. This DA is like, check out behind door number two. I have you know, Flavor Flav wannabe. Like, you know, <laughs> he missed the point that it was part of the discovery. Mm-hmm. They just hadn't had to introduce it, but when he kept attacking this detective's credibility about how he knew that it was him, they were like, okay, well now you've opened the door, so mm-hmm. we get to show this video now. So it was already a part of discovery. It just had not been marked as an exhibit. Okay, but there you're able to bring different things in out of discovery as an exhibit if you're trying to counter a case or claim or if it helps make a point that's necessary. He's comparing that process, which is the judicial process to introduce evidence, saying, "Well, I did the same thing." No, you didn't. <laughs> you literally you can't you can't just pull these photos out of your ass and say, you know, "Hey, everyone, look what I have!" But check out the rap video. It's
1: I. I am I really am tempted.
0: So now things get really heated. Can
1: we pause while I go watch the video? <laughs>
0: the rap video it is? Assistant District Attorney Zach Wichow, who is a boss. I mean, all of the, all of the prosecution is. This guy, though, gives zero fucks. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I see you. I'm, I'm coming for your ass said that they should not be allowed for multiple reasons. One, they're trying just to discredit her as a witness by saying she's a shitty mom, which has nothing to do with her credibility as this witness. Two, he says that there are recorded jail phone calls between Brooks and his mother asking his mom to mail the pictures. (laughs) He claims, (laughs) how do people not realize every call is recorded? Yeah,
1: it says it right away. The following phone call is being monitored.
0: Well, for someone who thought he could represent himself, he must have missed that day in his cliff notes.
1: Yeah, they didn't They didn't show that on Law & Order. Brooks
0: told the judge that the photo came with a letter, and she was asking him, give me legal basis for why I should allow this in. You know, you can't just argue anything. You have to have, like, legal mm-hmm. fact. Like, okay. why should this be allowed? She asked if the witness had signed it. He laughed and said, no one signs letters to inmates.
1: Uh, sincerely.
0: Um, I watched Love After Lockup. We do religiously.
1: And yes. they sign
0: those letters. Sometimes it's like with disgusting pet names, but they sign the letters. The judge asked if there was any other way that he could essentially establish like chain of custody you know, to prove that she'd actually written this letter, sent these pictures, since so as like handwriting. He said he didn't have the letter with him, it was in his cell. The judge actually offered to let him go back to his cell. To get the letter to try to introduce it.
1: So he could quick forge it.
0: And he just like, oh then fuck it, then like what like, that's what he does. I and mean, then he gets yep. called on his shit, he deflects or tries to make victimized. Or tries himself. to get out
1: of it. Well, as a sovereign citizen.
0: This is when he lost his mind and they like had to go to a break. The assistant DA, Zach Witchow, which I think I'm saying that right. Apologies if not, but you're a badass. Said that if they if he goes after Erica about being a bad mother, then they. Would have the right to go after him for being a bad dad. Ooh. And the fact that none of his kids live with him, the fact that he hasn't been present, the fact that he is, so all of these other things the judge was trying to protect mm-hmm. from the other acts being yep. entered. Most incriminating that Erica was 15 when he got her pregnant.
1: And which oh, is well, this...
0: illegal AF.
1: And how old was he? And
0: that he is a sex offender. He was over eighteen.
1: Oh, even better. And
0: it—he blew up. He, he, you know, fuck. You gonna play this game? You know, fuck this, fuck that. You know. And then he's like, "She told me she was eighteen. She told me she was." Oh, like, yeah. that always works. And it just—I think literally they just went to break. <laughs> like, cut went to break.
1: Every time I've heard about that, the she told me she was eighteen. It works one. Hundred percent of the time.
0: So for the twentieth time, he was removed from the courtroom again for disruptive behavior. <laughs> Take a shot every time he's removed. Yeah, the, he'll be uh, under the table. The afternoon starts, so they come back from this. She rules that basically, I think it's under section nine oh six eleven. Like I've learned a lot about the law. She just declares that the witness is done. Like she's like, okay, oh, she, th- your cross examination's done. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, right. she has all of the authority. He may not think so, but the rest oh, of us who follow the law think so. do think so. They come back. He just starts in the other room. She's, <laughs> I'm not even playing this game with you. You have to remember, every time he has to be removed, the jury has to leave, go back to their room, come back. They have to empty the courtroom every time they bring him in or out of there. The judge makes her official ruling that, again, the questions are inappropriate. She Highly. There's been times... That she's actually, I think, gone above and beyond to protect him. There's been a lot of things that he's asked that could have opened the door to things that are like could bring up his past behavior. He's saying how she's so prejudicial and, you know, screwing him over. I don't think he realizes that she's actually probably been far more patient and gone above and beyond to protect him from screwing himself. Because
1: he's keep trying to push the button to get the mistrial
0: or setting himself up for a strong appeal.
1: Or, oh, there you go. I didn't even think of that one.
0: Oh, yeah. Eventually, Brooks comes back to the courtroom. Again, he won't shut the fuck up, and he gets removed back to the other room. (laughs) She then says, okay, it's time for you to call your next witness. He is yelling again, says that I'm not going to do this. You know, you don't have any authority. He keeps saying that you don't have any authority over me. Like, she has, that's exactly what she has. She
1: has all the authority in that room. slams
0: headphones down. After a short recess, she and this is where a lot of people I've read um, their feedback on the judge is that she's been too lenient and just shove him over in that courtroom and just tell him to be quiet. I just I think she's trying to be very careful about making protecting his constitutional rights, making sure he can be present. We're going into the afternoon, and he calls Deanna Aldrich and then Christopher Bettram, who are two witnesses. Basically, the only thing these people attest to is that they saw an SUV go through the parade route. It was so bad, the prosecution didn't even cross-examine. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said that they had fair no to question? say you
1: saw an SUV drive through? Yes. Oh,
0: but... So now, here we go. Now Brooks is like, okay, here's the next thing I can try to do to get a mistrial or an appeal. He says, I see the whole strategy here by the prosecution. He said it was apparent... That the witnesses had been coached by the prosecutors on how to answer his questions, of which the judge calls these baseless claims. She has to hurry and get the jury out. <laughs> as much as, listen, we're all human beings, and as much as you're told as a juror to yeah, not be biased, it from
1: the record and stuff like that. We're still humans. You're still, we're still gonna still hear have, it.
0: Yep. we're still impressionable people. She gets the jury to haul ass out of there. And this is when, I don't know if you, I thought I showed this to you, maybe not, when he slammed his fist on the table and just started staring at her and gave this, this just dark stare and to the point that the judge called for a break and said, quite frankly, it's making me scared. He's having a staring contest with me, slammed his fist on the table. Quite frankly, I'm scared. They come back. He gets his 80th opportunity to be in the courtroom. He calls a witness, um, I'm not going to say his name right, I think it's Abel Lozano, he testifies that he did see someone right in front of him get hit by the SUV when he was at the parade. Brooks asked him if he could see see who was driving the car, Lozano replied, yeah, you're standing right there.
1: (laughs) Yes, that a boy. Just like uh, what was it the cop the other time when he was saying did you do whatever and he's like yes I arrested you I put the handcuffs like on you
0: I tried to shoot at you yeah exactly yeah, I was trying to stop the threat which yes. is exactly what the officers are trained to do is stop the threat if disabling the threat means shooting you though to save like innocent human lives maybe just yeah. for him to say I was shooting at you <laughs> yeah okay we're almost done it just gets it just gets worse.
1: Yeah, like, we don't even need actually, to do any jokes to, to this. Going this back is to old.
0: Lozano, um, the last witness, with, and this is not meant to be complimentary, so do not think I'm giving Brooks a compliment. If he had legal counsel, there are some holes in some stories. For example, this witness said that he actually saw three people get out of the car. And, you know, So there's some inconsistency that if he... <laughs> Had a lawyer, he, he could at least, even though I think he's guilty as Well, thing, he's still guilty
1: as F, but yeah.
0: But it's just, it's it's ridiculous. His last two witnesses for the day, this, this one of these is really sad. They're both sad, but um, was Kathleen Ural. I think I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm not. A mother of four children who were all injured at the parade. And Catrice um, Badbiaz, oh, I'm saying this wrong. I'm sorry. She was also at the parade and injured. Kathleen, keep in mind these are his witnesses. He's calling these witnesses. Kathleen, he calls this poor mother who four of her children were injured as a witness. He asked her if she could recall the driver's appearance and where they were located during the parade. Kathleen said she did not remember the driver's appearance.
1: Is he going to try to play the, well, you should have kept your kids out of harm's way thing?
0: He doesn't really go anywhere with her, and I don't understand why he even called her. During cross-examination, and this was really hard to watch, the assistant DA, and he I get why he did this. It wasn't to, to make her relive anything. The assistant DA, which Hal got up there, and recounted every one of her children's injuries. He said, is it true that, you know, your son had a compound fracture? Oh, The bone was sticking out of his leg. And a police officer made a tourniquet that stopped the blood loss, saving her son's life. Her children had severe broken bones, concussions. He went through each of the kids' and their injuries, and she's just bawling. Again, he's not doing this to be a jerk. The, the jury yeah, needs yeah. to see the magnitude of this. And what a monster of Brooks to call this woman to the stand mm-hmm. and make her relive this.
1: Exactly.
0: The day ends with Catrice, who is, um, I don't know if she still is a, a law enforcement officer, but I know at the time she was. I believe she still is. He gets very hostile with her.
1: I think I saw part of this. Yeah, when I got home, that's, this was the one that was going on.
0: Yep. He asked her if she was injured during the parade. She said yes. He responds, I'm looking at the police report. You no, know, you didn't tell anybody you were hurt. Don't you think that's important? As a law enforcement officer, wouldn't you think it's important to report your injuries? You, There were no injuries. She responds, I was not physically hurt. Emotionally, I'm still damaged. And I'm sure being called to the stand and bullied by this asshole is not helping her no. healing process whatsoever. She then says, makes a comment. I think he asked, do you know who was driving the car or something about that? She said that she locked eyes with him and he just looked through her. That's how creepy and just like gone and evil he looked. And then she called him Mr. Brooks. She said, Mr. Brooks, you're the one who's driving. And he rolls his eyes. Oh, you were coached. How do you know that's my name? Obviously, you were coached during a redirect examination. He's rolling his eyes at her. He's asking her the same questions. He keeps asking, how do you know my name? Did the prosecution call you ahead of time? You're obviously trying to help the prosecution. The judge finally stopped the questioning because it was so argumentative Mm -hmm. in nature and badgering the witness. Yeah. And he said to her, how are you even a judge? Started yelling at the judge. And then she, all right, we're done.
1: We're done for the day. Yep. yep. That's, and like she excused everyone. And like he's still just yelling out stupid things. Oh, this is all against me. And so After like the, the camera ju- pans up to the clock and you can
0: still, you <laughs> hear, can still hear his dumb voice. They, they cut. It's like, ah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's yelling at the judge saying she has no integrity. Mm-hmm. She's a public servant. And it's her job to uphold the law. She's a horrible person. This
1: whole time you guys
0: have been against me. This whole time this you've been against me. This whole time everyone's been against him.
1: You're not even giving me a fair shake and she, stuff like that. She yeah. then
0: asked him, Do you have any more witnesses? Because oh, yeah. she ca- oops, because she she said, Patrice, we're done with Katrine. Mm-hmm the judge has huh. the authority to stop across you know examination she also said direct. that
1: she never met the prosecutor before yeah he
0: asked yeah he yeah. asked her
1: she's like I've never seen them that's before right in my I did life. show
0: you this video because I was so worked up by the time you get home on Friday oh, I was yeah. like oh I was, I was on one. Brooks said that he intended to call his mother. Also the prosecution has helped subpoena and like schedule all of his witnesses. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do that. They're trying to, I mean, of what I think. Really, we all know they're trying to keep this from a mistrial, hung jury. Have to go through all this again.
1: I think they're they're doing the rope adult to Let him punch himself out.
0: <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a... like just letting a kid what cry. Else, yeah. Until what else do you want? Tired. What else do you want? Huh? They did say though that they were not going to help get his mother Dawn there because he talks to her every day, so he can take care of that. Oh. And he said, oh. "Don't worry, she'll be there if I tell her to be there." She'll be here. Yeah. She'll be here. He indicated that, yes, that Don Woods would be there. That is Friday. Here we come to this morning.
1: Okay, now this part I know nothing about.
0: Happy Monday.
1: Monday fun day.
0: To start today, uh, Judge Duro asked Brooks if he was going to have any more witnesses testify. He indicated maybe tomorrow. (laughs) He has no other witnesses. (laughs) You don't get to just like take a day off. That's not all that works. You don't get to like just take PTO for the day. (laughs) You're you're an alleged (laughs) criminal. She
1: says it's now
0: or never. We're we're uh, not gonna uh, Thursday.
1: I think we can get someone here. And you
0: also on Friday made it very clear that if you tell your mother to be there, she's gonna be there.
1: I guess he didn't talk to her at all the rest of Friday, Saturday, or Sunday.
0: That happens. Also. He claims that he has a matter he'd like to address with the court.
1: Oh, this is going to be good. He
0: indicates that there is a class action lawsuit regarding the Ford Escape that he drives. He talked about a malfunctioning throttle body on his SUV. I don't know anything about cars, but I can imagine this has something to do with the acceleration. (laughs) He said that he was seeking permission to recall the inspector who had testified earlier in the week to ask him about this because he said this is a Brady law violation because he had to have known about this. And when they asked the inspector if he was aware of any recalls, he said, no, the judge denies the request (laughs) for a multitude of reasons. Like the prosecution had like a five minute rebuttal to why this is garbage. Mm -hmm. He's bending fact. The judge stated this is not a timely request. He's had these documents for for how long? Yeah. He also had counsel before September 28th, so they were ready. They would have been
1: able to find that. They
0: were ready to go to trial, so they had done their research.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even if the, that was the case, the throttle was stuck, then why weren't you like blaring on the horn, rolling down the window, yelling, get out of the way, stuff like that? Yes,
0: but also part the prosecution, I think they were ready for this. They stated that the vehicle recall, his car didn't meet the parameters for a, a lot of different reasons, like- like, within 10 years, so many miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was very evident that his vehicle did not meet the requirements to be part of the recall. Also, the DA, like, the brake still works.
1: Yeah. You can use the brakes, hit, the, this, the, hit throttle, the emergency
0: brake. The throttle issue had no impact on taking your fat foot off the accelerator and hitting the brake.
1: That was the throttle issue.
0: Denied. This heats up. And he gets his ass sent right back over uh, to the course. adjacent courtroom. They come back. He, again, is saying all of his favorite things. He keeps asking her every time she removes him to the other courtroom if she's holding him in contempt. It's, she's not. But he keeps saying these things, saying that his judicial rights are being impeded. You're not a sovereign citizen. You don't have judicial right, well, when it, he is when it works for him. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying that his civil rights are being neglected. He's in the other room and of course during this time he's saying that he can't hear. He's claiming that he can't he's deaf in one ear, which there may be some truth to that. They provided him headphones. The bailiff and like the sheriff who were in the courtroom next door are in there and they're like we can hear just fine. It's actually louder in here than in the courtroom. She tries to colloquy him about representing himself because he still has the right to go on the stand as a defendant. I was curious about how this goes when you're your own representation mm-hmm. and you call yourself. There's two ways to do it. One is he can literally have just a conversation with himself. <laughs> Mr. Brooks or wherever you're calling yourself now. Yeah, Where were you on November 21st? And he'd respond, on November 21st. So literally it's just him yep. having a conversation yep. back and forth.
1: Would he get up each time and no. go up and around? What oh would my fun. God, that'd be they great. They should just give him sock puppets. Just like let it, know. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, like a muzzle on oh it. my god that'd be great the other way is for him almost to just testify but this is not a storytelling time he can't just get up there and just give some ridiculous narrative there's a lot of parameters around it so she is trying to walk him through this and say hey you have the right to take the stand you also have the right not to he won't shut up keeps talking over her Finally, like everything else, like the eighth time she says, Mr. Brooks, if you do not listen to me and respond, I'm going to assume you're forfeiting your right to testify. Again, let me read through all this documentation. I'm trying to protect your constitutional rights. He won't answer or he keeps like, she'll like what he does. She asks a question and he starts off on subject matter jurisdiction, deflects. Finally, she had enough and said his failure to answer her questions and his actions alone, he has forfeited the right to Take the stand. I was hoping he would just for the show. Brooks again says, I can't hear you. I can't hear anything. He's trying to get all these sound bites on the record. She finally just says, I'm done with this shit. Call in the jury and we're going to tell them the defense rest. <laughs> <laughs> the jury comes in. She tells them the defense rest, sends the jury home for the rest of the day. Tomorrow, I cannot fucking wait for tomorrow. Road trip? Tomorrow is, no, I need to keep my actual job, <laughs> yeah. which I love. But obviously, this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they have closing. So they go through the jury instructions tomorrow, which is 107 pages. You have to remember, there are six charges of vehicular, not vehicular homicide, um, intentional homicide, I think. And then there's 71 other charges. This man plowed through a mile-long parade route. Okay, So I'm guessing that the mom's a no-show.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought he was like, maybe Wednesday shut
0: his fucking mouth. He is now not taking the stand. A part of me is glad that he's not because I just think it would just further the circus that this has been. Mm -hmm. But I would be lying to you. I didn't say there was a part of me. That was really curious to see how that would go. If exactly. S- same But we with still me. have closing arguments tomorrow, which we'll get to that in a second.
1: I would just wait for the point where he's on the stand and he tells himself, Your Honor, he's being a hostile witness.
0: <laughs> so after she tells the jury they can go home, probably straight to the bar. Oh, yeah. She brings in, and this is very smart of her, she brings in the sheriff's deputy and the Waukesha County Court IT coordinator who were both in the other room, puts them under oath as witnesses and asks them, was this a good connection to the audio? Can you hear? Basically debunking all of the bullshit he's saying. Of
1: the headsets
0: or headphones, I'm sorry. The IT coordinator even had taken a picture of his phone as a decibel reader to show the decibels of the sound system in the adjacent courtroom. At this time, she's trying to go through jury instructions now. They, you know, they, they go line by line. He takes his takes his boxes that have all of his documents, his three yeah, banker yeah. boxes, that he just I've never seen a person shuffle more papers, but like not do anything with the papers. I was gonna say,
1: I bet you that then, it's just yeah. like marshmallows are in there and like crackers.
0: During this time, he builds a wall with the boxes, blocking the camera from his face. So the camera that is showing him in the other courtroom. He builds a fort with the boxes so she can't see him.
1: He, what do you do, then request a pillow and a blanket?
0: She has to have the the deputy remove them because she has to see what he's doing because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to make sure he's awake, you know, yeah. I mean, like just to wear ass. Aware. After that, he's reading the Bible and not listening. She keeps asking questions, you know, Sir, do you have feedback on this, on this jury instruction, that. She goes on the record to say that he has been reading the Bible And hasn't turned a single page in minutes. (laughs) He clearly is just ignoring her. Mm -hmm. This goes on again through the 107 pages of jury instruction. During this time, he is saying, I don't understand what this means. I don't get what this means. Again, trying to stall. Stall. Yeah, that's that's all this is. is It's a stall tactic. It's a game to him. And he, it's disgusting. Thinks he's winning. When they come back, they take a break so he can go finish the Bible he asked just to go directly to the other courtroom <laughs> <laughs> She says no Screw it. shes she says no unless you're willing to go on the record saying that you're waiving your right to be present so I'll let you go over there but you need to go on the record saying that you are willingly making the choice to excuse yourself from these proceedings oh also I apologies at one point when he was building the fort with the boxes mm-hmm. Kept asking just to be taken back to jail. Saying that he don't want to be a part of this anymore. He didn't know what was going on. The whole system is against him. He's just taken back to his cell. The judge says, no, I'm not going to let you just go to the room next door. I I need you to be present. I want you to be here. These are your rights that we're trying to protect. He keeps going on about judicial misconduct, subject matter jurisdiction, saying he doesn't understand the judge's bias. It's disgusting. I was curious what like again i said this earlier people think about who are closer to like law like actual experts of the law how they think about how the judges handled this i was watching the lawyer you know youtube channel this morning and he said that she has been too nice he also was very quick though to say that it's easy to have an opinion like you know it wasn't meant to be disrespectful Mm, to her yeah he was just saying that if it would been him you know, or like the judge that was in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, that guy didn't take any shit. He he is just saying that she maybe is again, he understands why, but might be a little too lenient. I've read both opinions. Some things she has, some she hasn't. Everybody agrees though that she has been patient and meticulous for the record to keep things very buttoned up.
1: Yeah, she I thought she's done a great job with, especially with all the BS he's been trying to pull this entire this entire case. <clears throat>
0: Tomorrow, so that takes us through today. He won't agree to the jury instructions. He then starts asking stupid questions, keeps saying his civil rights are being impeded, whatever. She then tells them that tomorrow is closing arguments. In the morning, they'll be doing the jury instructions. Come back in the afternoon and do closing arguments. And they each get an hour. So she put a limit on it. I get it. He could up there probably like a fucking filibuster. And he, yeah. he would talk until they had to tase him probably or like trank his ass.
1: I am really interested in what he has to say. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the the same old hits, the, the golden oldies for him.
0: Well, here's the problem. He has no foundational understanding of the law. I feel just from me watching this case. I could do a better job of legal representation than him. Like, and they were going through examples of things that he's done that just make no sense. He'll say a witness will say, "I saw Daryl Brooks with my own eyes." He'll say, "Objection, hearsay." (laughs) That's not hearsay. Like, if somebody, if you're repeating what somebody else said,
1: yeah. If you told me, which I
0: know from the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial.
1: Jeff told me that's here.
0: If you are, if you are testifying to something that you've seen with your own eyeballs, it's not hearsay. That's just an example. Things got heated towards the end of today. When he told the judge that he's going to tell the jury, the truth tomorrow and everything that they need to hear that they haven't been allowed to hear. He then said that he was going to make sure they know about jury nullification Jury nullification is when jurors, based on their own sense of justice, refuse to follow the law and they acquit a defendant even when the evidence presented seems to point to a guilty verdict. So so he's going to tell the jury tomorrow, this is just like sovereign citizen. Mm -hmm. Judge Duro was like, absolutely not. You cannot say that. That is illegal. If you do say that, I will have a jury instruction saying that that is not a thing. That really, really chapped her ass. I, my thought on what his defense is, because he hasn't really said anything, he's asked a lot of questions about the horn beeping. So I think he's trying to say that he had honked his horn to tell people to get out of the way. Doesn't explain why you kept driving Put your fast. foot on the accelerator. He asked one witness if he had seen the driver like, waving his hands for people to get out of the way. One witness said, yes, I did. I thought I heard him honk and, like, be- go, like, make a hand motion, like, to get out of the way. Then bringing up the throttle, I think his argument's going to be that he... It was an accident. He was trying to tell people to get out of the way. And there was a car malfunction. Which, you plowed down a mile-long parade route. Yeah. Busted through barricades. Had multiple opportunities to turn off the parade route. My... The, my gut, well, actually, I want to hear what you think his defense is, and I'll tell you where I could see.
1: No, 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 I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that that's what his argument's going to be. But also, yes, he could turn off. I could see if it went 20 feet that it had happened and he pulled the e-brake and hit the brakes or whatever he could to stop. Oh, okay, you went 20, 25 yards, whatever. Okay, that I understand, but a mile long and you're not turning off. That holds no merit to me. And I understand, too, he can also use that, like, what? He's bipolar? So.
0: He's already, no. He had originally entered a plea, about mental capacity or defect, and retracted it in September.
1: Hell, well, there you go. Never mind. Then he can't even play that card.
0: So he can't.
1: I wonder if he's going to say it, though, during his closing argument.
0: I don't know what he's going to say. I thought it was an interesting...
1: It's gonna be a shit show.
0: Um, The lawyer, you know, again, the YouTube channel is awesome. By the way, anybody who
1: the lawyer you
0: know, yeah, it's really cool to hear him break down the cases. His, I don't know if this was his opinion. I think he was just giving like potentials because they were they were polling people on, what do you think, guilty, not guilty, hung jury, and somebody had called in or had left a note. I sound like my dad had left a note. Someone emailed. (laughs) They Sincerely, comment, they had comment, but nobody signs jail nope, letters. Nope,
1: they do not.
0: They had commented that potentially they could see the first individual who was hit as not necessarily being intentional, but the other five, like after you hit the one person, and didn't stop. The other five are clearly intentional. Hmm. I think they all are. I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be found guilty. But again, like looking at it through an objective lens. I could see the argument being that, you know, he drove off from the domestic dispute, thought the cops were coming, plowed through the barricade, hit the first person, but not stopping then and just driving even faster. The other five could be intentional. Again, I think they all are, but I do think it's an interesting counter argument mm-hmm. to share, like to get, you know, some creative get the ball thinking rolling. going. Yeah.
1: For your reviews or if your comments. On all of our pages,
0: yeah, I listen. You should definitely follow us on Instagram at Pod. We post photo fo- i say we Maddie, our media director who's awesome, post photos, and we'd love to get some commentary and some thoughts on this case and And what you all, especially those of us who are in this community, this hits very close to home, it's also been documented as one of the most wild trials. Mm-hmm. So again, Bad Human Pod on Instagram. Follow us. We'd love to get your comments on the case and what you think about this.
1: We'd love to hear all your reactions to and not just this case, to all of them that we've to done. To all of so. them, very fair. But that but this one since it's current and going on, have you been watching as much as us? Is this the first time hearing about
0: it? Just let us
1: know and t- share us what your your thoughts.
0: I want to be sure we end by just talking briefly about each of the victims, because as much as this trial has been sensationalized, I'm guilty of it. I've been caught in the web and talking about it and his antics. Just want to make sure that we, um, we just talk through the who are the actual victims of this, tr- of this case. Tamara Durand, 52, did a plethora of jobs around Wisconsin, such as working as a teacher and as a chaplain, at the Waukesha Memorial Hospital. This was her first parade marching with the dancing grannies. Oh, Virginia Jenny Sorensen, 79, volunteered to carry a banner at the Waukesha Christmas Parade. She was a registered nurse and also a member of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies. Wilhelm Hospital, 81, was the oldest victim of the Christmas Parade He was at the parade supporting his wife, Lola, who was a part of the dancing grannies. Leanna Lee Owen, 71, was one of the three Milwaukee dancing granny members that died during the parade. She worked as an apartment manager and was from, I think, Kudahay, Wisconsin. Am I saying that right? Kudahay? Kudahay. Kudahay, Wisconsin. Jane Coolidge, 52, marched with a citizen's bank float before she was hit and killed in the Waukesha Christmas Parade. And they're all sad, but this one, Jackson Sparks, was only eight years old when he was killed in the parade. This one's hard. Mm. He he was a, sorry. He was an amazing little kid, and we're going to miss him a lot," said Aaron Sparks, Jackson's dad. He loved life. He loved playing sports. He loved catching frogs. He loved being outside. He was a little ball of energy. This also. Um, The day after this happened and he was being arraigned, there was only five initial counts. And the next day, when they were having the bail hearing that I talked about in the first one, they had just found out that Jackson had passed away. So that's when it went from five to six counts. That's where we are right now. As much as this has been a media circus, and I think we're all watching it's just really important to make sure that their stories aren't lost in the shuffle. And like I said on Friday, after this is done and his ass goes to fucking prison where he belongs, I hope that it's the victims' memories and their legacy that comes out of this story.
1: Yeah, um, My heart goes out to all the, all the victims, but especially those six that passed away, especially the eight-year-old that had a lot of life left to live this was a, a horrendous act by a, a horrendous person and you know what he's done and ma- making a mockery yeah yes we're kind of joking and laughing about it but the seriousness of it is what happened and he needs to go to prison because what he did was is, is horrendous
0: yeah so tomorrow will be interesting obviously i'll be i'm sure providing an update mm-hmm. tomorrow the jury will be sequestered as well. Some juries aren't, but especially one with this media attention, they're going to be sequestered. My guess is that by the time they get through jury instruction and closing arguments, they may just have the the jury start delib- deliberating, say debilitating. That's what this case has been. <laughs> yeah. Deliberating on Wednesday. It's tomorrow's going to be one for the ages, the only, not, I don't want to say positive because nothing about this is positive. If there is a guilty verdict, which I can't imagine. I'm 99.9% sure. Before the sentencing, the victims are allowed to give victim impact speeches. I can't wait when this piece of shit's found guilty. One, because the judge gets to make a statement before she sentences him. And I bet she's been waiting for the Oh, this she's day.
1: been biting her tongue. You know.
0: Two, the victims and their families will be the victims' families. Um, oh, there are victims that survived. It's not yeah. just the same. But it's like this has just rocked the entire area, get a chance to confront this guy, this thing. More to come on that. Again, we would love if you uh, want to follow us on Bad Human Pod on Instagram. would love to get your thoughts, and we just really appreciate you all joining us and and being a part of this. It's been quite a journey and we we couldn't be doing this without you so it means a lot to us
1: make sure you keep liking and subscribing to the bad human true crime podcast on instagram Uh, well
0: then also follow us on spotify and and apple yeah
1: we're on all the the usual suspects all the usual suspects for podcasting
0: yep so with that please remember to treat yourselves and each other with kindness love and respect i'm k-mac
1: and i'm of course the answer good Good night. night